Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. Yep. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York. Yep. The ESPN New York app. Yep. Or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN. Got the number one pick in the NHL draft with the men that can't seem to stump. Do something dumb, that's an observation. CLT make them need to run. That's Lawrence Taylor! trash, EMT for short. Wonder if we best want you people to score. Up at the crack of dawn, top stories of the morning. While you yawn and grab your coffee, rise and shine with 98.7. This is drop time. We provide highlights from your favorite teams. Got Dave and Rick making plenty of picks. It's Rule 76. Tuesday morning, January the 16th. What a time to be alive. DPHR Rothenberg with you, 98.7 ESPN. We appreciate Dan Grossa and his two days of fill-in work, but we have the four horsemen back in perpetuity. We say good morning to one Rick DPHR on a snowy Tuesday. Good morning, Rick. Uh, good morning, David. How are you? I'm doing great. Good to be back. Nice to have you back. Well, I shouldn't say great. I'm not doing great. You sound like you have a cold. Uh, I don't sound great. No. This is, is this what, from, uh, from loud yelling on the bench? Probably. Probably in the midst of a uh, a hard-fought championship game. And how did we do in said championship game? Uh, we did not win. Oh. No, we took. Uh, we got called for two penalties in overtime, so we went down five on three in OT uh, and lost with .2 seconds left in overtime. Otherwise, it would have gone to a shootout? Or, or shootout, said, yeah. Oh, God. Gut-wrenching. Was gutted. What, like, I, didn't, I, I told my wife afterwards, I was like, I thought I was done with this, this feeling. Nope, not done. And he's only eight. How are the kids? Worse. How did the kids handle this? Uh, it's tough on the kids. Because of those tournaments, you know, I mean, you're with your son in his baseball tournaments. You play, oh. I mean, by the time you get to the, to the finals, you've played one of the teams that you're playing in the finals. And we played well against them, beat them pretty good. And then they came out ready to play. And the kids are eight. Right, I mean, it's been a long week, and I don't know, it was just a hard-fought game. It was a great game, but to see them in the locker room afterwards, they're all crying. It was tough. I'm sure it was. Uh, listen, youth sports is tough. You could have what I had last week, which was the exact opposite of that. Alex's B-team basketball team going up against an A-team basketball team, falling behind 24-3 to in the first quarter when the other team is full-court trapping. Oh. And, then, and then when they're not allowed to full-court trap anymore because you're not allowed to do that plus 20, then they're half court trapping the second they get to half court, and they go up by forty five. Wow! Yeah, took that must every, have been, that must have been a fun watch. Took every ounce. Of, listen, I, I don't care about the losing. I, I mean, Alex is not a good basketball player. The team is not good. It, it doesn't bother me at all. What bothers me is that there's people out there, like coaches, that are trying to embarrass and, and maul thirteen year old kids. The opposition. Yeah, listen, new sports is uh, is interesting place. I'll say that interesting place. There's a lot of great. There's a lot of terrible. Um. By the way, the last 24 hours for for me specifically have just been gorgeous. I mean, this this is my happy place right now. 
Yeah, you're doing it, buddy. Last couple of days, I heard some of the show yesterday. I got to tell you too, couple couple things here. You're gonna you're gonna come down on me for something. No, I'm not gonna come down. Can I set the gonna... the stage first before we get yeah. to to you? Whatever you're gonna say. Yeah, set it, set it. Yeah. So we we uh, we may have a Monty tumor at seven thirty five this morning. I can make no guarantees because he's not the most reliable fella, but he's scheduled to join the show seven thirty five this morning. We we will in fact have CMT at seven forty five, maybe seven fifty this morning. Um. What else do we have today? 9.15, we have Stuff You Missed. And I don't know if you've noticed this, but this is like a this week thing RJ started. He started to put the three stars at 9.53 on the rundown. I like it. Well, you know, how about the ID at 8? Got to mention that. Well, of course, the ID at 8. I think that goes without saying. Well, I think you should say it. I think you should, I mean, it should be on the rundown, shouldn't it? Probably. Probably. You know what, RJ? If you're going to put the three stars at 9.53, I want the uh, 8 o'clock, top of the hour, big station ID. I think that's fair. I will make that adjustment. Very good. Did you hear what happened to RJ, by the way, Rick? Oh, I did hear what I'm very disturbed about that. Very there's disturbed. A, there's a thief I, within our midst. Right, because when I come in, now RJ, he, I mean, he has his run of this place. Got his right. own, I, don't, I can't believe you don't know he had an office. No, I, I, I had no idea. I, didn't know. I still don't know where his office is. Well, not we walked, not we walked right by it. He's got the desk right by where we had our big time meeting the other day. That's right, desk. Oh, a desk. Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't even know that was a newsroom. Yeah, see, this is the problem. What with would you have thing. called it? I would have oh, just called no it idea. a clumping of desks. Oh. Is that the term? Let me call it a yes. clumping of desks. Yes. Well, where, where do you sit out with the clumping of desks? Don't turn this on me because there's a thief among somebody here. No, and here's the biggest problem, though, is because RJ, I could tell, the way he leaves that cup around, like, I'll come in, it's just sitting in the coffee in the coffee machine because he feels comfortable. This is his place. No one else is in there at the time RJ gets in there. So, I mean, I think it's going to be hard now for RJ to feel comfortable in the, uh, in the office. I think that's probably true. And I feel terrible for him. And I offered to buy him a new Yeti cup, and he, he said no, absolutely didn't. not. No, uh, no, you didn't. You offered yes. to give him one of the free ones that you got from Mercedes. No, I originally offered him one of those two because those are not being used, and they've never been used, and they're perfectly clean, and they're great. And he said no, and I said, well, let me buy you one. And he said no to that as well. RJ, did I not offer to buy you a new Yeti cup yesterday? You, you did, but it, again, I will, I will thank you for that. But it's not about that. It's not about the money. It's not about a new mug. It's just about the principle. I mean, if you can't trust... A coffee mug sitting at a desk, a used coffee mug, by the way. What can you trust? Well, it, do we not have a cleaning service that comes once or twice a week and, and cleans up after everybody? Does that exist? Yeah, we do, but... They, they do not clear stuff off the desks. Like yeah. Well, maybe this was someone who was really taking matters into their own hands. They look at this old coffee cup. Let me let me kind of clean this up. Do you think there's somebody cup, out there though. working with your coffee mug now? I don't know. I'm, I'll tell you what. I, eyes are peeled. I'm, I'm scoping everybody up and down. You know what this could be, RJ, the more I thought about this, because I was in a lot of traffic last night, I was trying to solve this caper, is that maybe it's those same people that you were going up and taking coffee from that now want retribution. Oh, you think this is their revenge? Yes. Wait, you were stealing coffee? Maybe this was the long play for them. Hang on a second here. I never heard this part of it. I got to get it You've earlier. Definitely You've definitely heard this part. You've stealing coffee? You've definitely heard this I part I never of heard it. that RJ's a thief. I didn't know anything about this. So, yes... However, not from an individual. So the, the, the company that we are, our fine radio station uses, as everyone, we're in a Disney building. There's like, a, I don't know, a thousand floors in this building. They're all staffed by the same people. Or, or six. Six floors. So they're all staffed, all the kitchens, by the same company. So there was a period where they were not um, 
breaking us off a fair piece of the pie, shall I say, of the coffee pots. Or any, or any piece of the yeah, pie. Yeah, they forgot about us. <laughs> oh, I heard about this. You were traveling to other floors incognito, kind of like with, with a, uh, the Bobby Valentine mustache. Yes, this is what, their, this their is what we established. Yes, I heard about this, yes. Yes. So I would, I would scamper up there at early hours when no one was around and just take what we needed. Here's a couple for me. Here's one or two for Rick if Ray needs one. And I'd, I'd bring it back to our floor. No more than we needed. And, but this is this is going back to the very early time of, of myself with you guys. It's, it's been you know a couple of years since then. So you, you think they've been sitting on it since then? I think maybe what they've done is systematically go. Full, they went floor to floor to really try to, to to hammer hammer out who was the guy responsible, and they found out it was you. And and they know how much you love that mug. Yeah, if that's the case, touche. Well played. That's well done. Very well, well done. Played. So what what, did, what were you saying by the way before when I kind of set the, the the tempo of the show when we have Amani maybe at seven thirty five CM team excited for that what you said you've been listening you have a couple of of takeaways from what you've heard couple of takeaways first yeah. being this I want to say congratulations because it's when you put yourself out there the way you put yourself out there with the hot takes yep there's a tendency those things to go sideways right? like the, like the Paris Campbell one right not a great one but when you hit you hit and this was a big one because you and the hot takes said. The Eagles will not win a playoff game this season. And this this was months ago. This was early on you said this. So congratulations. Thank you. Little applause for you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Little did I realize that I wouldn't be right with that solely that, uh, sorry, Ray, that the Cowboys would also not win a playoff game. And I'd be living in, in some kind of a Shangri-La in mid-January here in a, a, a wintry mix of New York love. This is wonderful. Really is. I don't God. even, listen, I don't, I don't, I'm a Jets fan, so I, I Really couldn't care less about the NFC East, but there's something about Philly losing. Forget Dallas. I felt bad for Ray with Dallas, and I also picked Dallas, but just to see Philly lose, oh, does that make you feel good? Oh, it makes you feel great. And not only that, but Nick Sirianni is so pompous and so obnoxious. Well, that's the problem, too, with it. I mean, you set yourself up. You want to act like that. Be ready when you lose because it's going to come down on you. People can't wait for like any. I don't care what it is. If you win like that, it's going to be tough when you lose. Yeah. It is. Uh, and, and there's now a, a, a groundswell of get rid of this guy. This, w- this team was 10-1. They were, Yeah, they well, were... when you watch them, dude, when you watch them play, and then, I mean, before I left for the hockey tournament, we had that. I don't know if we ever played the sound, but Javon Hargrave talking about how it is in Philly. We discussed it. I don't think we played it. Yeah, right. So, like, there was clearly something wrong with this team. They were finding ways to win. I think that a lot of that was just because they were, they're just a really talented team. But you could start seeing it. Like, it was tough to explain. Like, now you got the whole A.J. Brown thing happening. And then you had the Josina Anderson report that it could be like there could be a surprise firing in the NFC East. Right. So who's that? It's, well, it sounds like it's not going to be Dable, although there's some wild stuff going on with him. If you read the Pat Leonard article yesterday. Well, I did. That was a, that was a weird article. The, the commanders are, that's not surprise. Nothing surprised about that. Cowboys, would that be a surprise at this point? I mean, well, you, at this you, point, at this point, no, but... Like, I know you hate the Cowboys. I mean, did you really expect them to get embarrassed at home? No. As good as they've been at home by... No. I didn't... Ex- Rick, I'm telling you, and I said this yesterday, and anything I say is completely genuine and true, even though if I give Raymond or whoever a hard time, I am stunned that of all of everything I saw this weekend, that is the one that wowed me. I, I would have never thought that Dallas... I didn't think they were going to lose that game. I didn't think it was going to be all that close of a game, but to get blown out and be non-competitive in that game was the last thing I thought we were going to see. Dude, I can't even tell you. So I'm sitting there. We had uh, we had a couple games that day. We went to eat, and I made sure we went somewhere where we had the game on. And I was watching that game. I was I was stunned. Like the kids and cast were at the table. I walked over to watch it, and I came back. She's like, "What's wrong?" I'm like, "Dallas is getting blown out." <laughs> She's like, "What?" I'm like, "Dallas is right now getting blown out by Green Bay. The game is already over." 
I I almost swore a couple times at the bar, but I I contained myself. What uh, at what point were you like they're gonna they're they're definitively going to lose? Like it took me a while, it took me well into the third quarter. At what point were you like they're they're gonna lose this game? It took you it took you that long? Well, just because I'm I'm of that you know like the other side. Like if I was kind of neutral and I was just watching the game, yes. But when it's a team you hate, you desperately want to see them, you know, lose. Then then it sometimes can take a little longer. Yeah, I think when it was, I don't know, maybe when it was like up to forty one sixteen. It took, it took you yeah, it that took long. Me a long time, yeah. <laughs> no, dude, I it was funny because I was listening to all the lead up to that game, and I was like, when I called into the show from the bench, I was confident. I was like, Dallas is going to take care of business. They're at home. I understand like this whole idea, like Green Bay. You don't know what you don't know. You know, one of the youngest team in the NFL going to go in and kind of just play play loose, carefree. It's it's easy to say, but when you get in that moment, I, I don't care who you are. Like, there's pressure. You understand. I'm, we're, this is the playoffs now. This is losing, you go home. So I I don't think I really necessarily took into account the whole all the pressures on Dallas kind of deal. But, I mean, to they, – dude, they've been – what are they, 18, 18 straight at home? 16. And they lose that way. That I mean, Terrible. Raymond, I'm sorry, buddy. I don't know how, I don't know how you're here this week. I, I said I would have had respect if Ray decided to, uh, to take the day. Or, or I would take a, that's ridiculous. I would have taken a week. That's ridiculous. I, no, I would. I would absolutely. If, if it were allowable, now they would crush me for it, so I wouldn't be able to. But if they said, if you need time, take time. I would have taken two to three days. Absolutely. That's ridiculous. Why? Like, like the one, I have a job to do. I don't have the luxury of uh, of taking the time off. And two, like I told you yesterday, like why 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 would I back down after that? It's. It is what it is. It's embarrassing. We've 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 been over this already. I just sit here and, and and I'll deal with it. I know, but how do you get up from this though? Oh, you, you don't. You, you don't. You don't. You, you don't. don't. That that's that that is the most disheartening loss I've ever experienced as a oh. fan in any sport. Re- really? So so what we so we got to look in at what you're dealing with and what you saw Sunday from four thirty till eight o'clock was the worst experience you've ever had as a fan of the Dallas Cowboys. Yep, and that was it. Is it the worst loss you've ever experienced, period? <sighs> no, because then we, we'd get into splitting hairs if that was the case. Well, I, I don't know. What, I think just like, hair. like what, what, else, what else is up there with, with, with that um, loss? Losing to San Francisco in 94, uh, losing to the Giants way back when. Um, you know, the loss, losses like that. But this one, it, it just feels like, like the, the culmination and the realization of everything that, that's been there. And like I told Grasa yesterday, like it, it the, what did I say coming into the to the playoffs this entire time? Like nothing matters about what they did until they until they got to January, and they got to January and look what happened. So 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 this, so, season- so th- this this next season they, they could have like an all time great. They could go seventeen and zero next season to start the year. Like and and they I, I would be waiting for something awful to happen in the playoffs. Right, but, That's the point I've actually reached. Okay, but here's the thing though, and this is the problem with this whole thing. And this is this is my other observation from being away. I'll bring up the last one when we come back from break. But the, Look the, at the, you attentive to the clock. No, but the fact that you two just sat there, you asked Rex, would you hire Bill Belichick? He says no, and there's no real pushback from you two. was amazing to me. What do you, what do you mean? Uh, you could tell what he was saying was personal. I love Rex. The guy, the, it was adamant. He, he even said, he goes, that's a four-win team. I was like, Rex, they, they had no talent. I mean, what, what, what was I supposed to say? Attack him. Attack him. That, was per- that, that felt personal when he said that. That didn't feel personal. That was totally personal. Belichick he, does, he would, doesn't think Belichick, Belichick is a great coach. Dude, from McCarthy to Belichick is like Zach Wilson to Aaron Rodgers, coaching-wise. 
Uh, I would agree with that. I thought that Mike McCarthy was as outcoached in that game as I've as I've seen anybody this entire season. Well, I think what you're learning, and you know, like I mean, any time, like this is something that I would always talk about with hockey. Like you see teams that are built a certain way, and they like to, they can win one way. You get to the playoffs, right? You're going to play a team that's going to make you play left-handed. Like they're not going to allow you. They're going to do their best to not allow you to play the way that you want to play. So you have to be you have to be able to win in multiple ways. You saw, I mean, you saw with Miami. Right, I think you see with Dallas too. Like, I mean, they, you can run the ball against Dallas. They're small. They're built to play with the lead. And when they don't have the lead, and you can run the football, they have trouble. Problem is now you have Dak playing the best football of his career this season. You got Ceedee Lamb, who's emerged as one of the best wide receivers on the planet. Now you're gonna have to pay Dak. Like, there's a lot of stuff. I mean, there's a lot of of things that need to keep Mike McCarthy. Like, I don't this know how whole thing now. I I don't know how. How do you keep Mike McCarthy? I would. You, you, you just you just threw up all over yourself at the biggest spot of the season. How do you keep him? I, with with these coaches that are available, I wouldn't. No, this is this is the Shangri La of coaching searches, and you're going to keep Mike McCarthy. I feel. Listen, I got to be honest with you. I feel the same way with at, at minimum the Jets and possibly the Giants too. Well, that's the problem. I mean, that's I think that's the hard thing that Jets fans are uh, dealing with right now is that you have all these great coaches available, and we're going to ride this thing out with Robert Sala. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, from superchargers, exhaust kits, and more, eBay Motors has over 122 million parts to keep your ride or die alive. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, easy to bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, let's break. I'm sorry I disappointed you yesterday. I tried to put my best foot forward, but I guess it wasn't wasn't all that uh, effective. So I apologize. No, for that. it was good. It was good. I just, I mean, there's going to be some criticism. It's not going to be perfect. But did we do anything well? Uh, yeah, I, was, I mean, it was a good listen. I enjoyed it. Okay. I don't Dan know got you... dumped, which I finally, uh, you guys, uh, Rachel, oh, my... said. Just uh, wild. <laughs> I, it made me pine for you. That's that's wild. I'd never say anything like that. No, no. We I think we said when he said it, like you know, you you've got and he and he he didn't even it didn't even feel like he was upset at what he said. <laughs> We're like, damn, what are you doing? He's like, quite well, frankly, he, titillating. Yeah, that's he's wild. Like, he's like, no, can't sit. No, Dan. <laughs> no, no. Rick wouldn't even think that that kind of thing was okay. That <laughs> oh, it was it RJ. It was shocking, right? Shocking. Yeah, but the thing is, I. I, I Spoke to him about it after. I, I, I mean, I don't know if he would do it again. He'd think about it though. Yeah, that's the thing. He's scared of nothing. That man. <laughs> well, he gets on the show all of a sudden. All of a sudden, Dan just lets it all. Well, hang all of a sudden, he's, it's Rothenberg and Andrew Dice Clay <laughs> on ninety-eight-seven. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. 
Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. I think they're listening to me. They're everywhere. Dave. I know you're here. Catch the show on demand wherever and whenever you want. Woohoo! Over here! Just subscribe to us, rate us, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. I've had people say this to me over the last couple of days. It really gives you such enjoyment to watch teams you can't stand lose. Yes. It, yes. It really. I don't have anything with my own team. The Giants were two and eight. The Giants were done when we got to October. Yes, this, and bad guy, whatever. I don't care. This gives me wonderful, phenomenal enjoyment. Yes, it does. I don't know why people are surprised. I mean, me and Raymond, we had like, I mean, I don't know how long it was ago. I have it written down somewhere, but we had the like, I mean, give me. I think it was three or five words that best describe Dave, and both of our lists had he's Schadenfreude. Yeah, I love it. You take you take pleasure in other people's misery. That's right. Well, well, I I wouldn't take pleasure in in people's misery if it didn't make me happy, though. Well, but you, yeah, but it's, it's that, not, it's not it, like it makes you that's happy. Redundant. That's the point. That's, yeah. No, no, no. But the Steelers, that like Steelers fans are probably miserable. That doesn't make me happy. I don't. I have no interest in that. No, it's strategic. Like if it's if it's anyone anyone that's a fan of the teams that you despise. That's right. Even if it's one of your close friends, like you have two very close friends. One roots for the Cowboys. One roots for the Eagles. And I'm sure you've already texted Gunling. Nope. Not not a word. Nothing. You will this morning at some point. I don't know about that. I'd like to give him a little leeway. I don't Carson, think I would have said anything to Raymond Wentz, if we weren't working together like this. Carson Wentz snapped his leg in half and you, you, you laughed But I saw him face. at work the next day. I had to say something. Oh, well, not like that. Yeah. Well, they went on to win the Super Bowl. So I... Oh. Wow. I'm gone, for two, I'm, I'm gone for two days, RJ. And this is what I come back to. What is happening? What is? And he doesn't think there's anything wrong with what he just said. No, he <laughs> he wouldn't. He wouldn't. Uh, I'm I'm in too good of a place. I'm in I'm in a I'm in a really good place. RJ, would you say that's the closest to, uh, to you've that, ever seen that, Gunling attack somebody? A good place. That's what you would call it. I'm in a really good place. Right God, now, well, a yeah. couple of things. I need you to get out of that place because you just got dumped. So it's, I got dumped. You cannot say what you just said. Are you kidding? <laughs> think about what you just said. <laughs> just just think of what you just said. Think of who's telling you right now what you just said. I mean, worlds are colliding. I got I got Rick as the morality police right now. So first thing, I need you to get out of that place. You're too comfortable. You said the same thing Greg uh, Grasa said in a different body. No. Yes. Yeah, you guys are very graphic. I don't know what you guys do in your spare time, you and Grasa, but I need you to get uh, a little more uh, uh, PG. Uh, second, yes, you almost got attacked by Andrew Gunling, and uh, there's a chance he would have used an, an inanimate object if it meant... Uh, having to harm you. Maybe and, he would have used your, your coffee mug to go after me. At least Can I, I say that? Are you going to dump that? At least I would, uh, would, you, would you like to say it again? I won't dump it. We'll see what happens. Uh, no, I, I, because now, now you're making me think about things. But <laughs> I, at the time, and even at this moment, I don't think what I said was really all that off color. God forbid you think. Wow. Look at you. There's, there, of, all, t- of all people want to say something like that, huh? I'll have to tell you during the break. Had you changed one word during your sentence... It's not even the the last word, b- different sentence. But you, you, you and Grasso. So you're like, saying if I had gone from in to on, I'd have been fine. You and you and Grasso very invasive. I don't know what you guys do in your spare time. <laughs> I'm getting so, an idea though. So that's the issue. It was the if I say on, not an issue. The in becomes the issue. That's right, and you could say it because maybe no one, maybe just avoid the phrase altogether. Yeah, no, no one knows what we're talking about. So. <laughs> Can't believe well, I got dumped. I never get dumped. The only one that knows what you're talking about is your thermometer. That's the only one. It's been in that place. It's like doing a show with, uh, I don't even know, like John Holmes over here, and I, and I get dumped? 
Uh, listen, I'm the mature one. Maybe that uh, my two days one. off, I'm all of a sudden I've seen the light. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, by the way, too, hey, here's what? the thing. Oh, here we go. I, I'm sick of this whole grasa, like this this whole grasa, like little shtick he does, where it's like he comes into the show and now he's the like he's the guy that's bringing all the fun and let's get together, let's have breakfast, let's have lunch, let's go. Well, for you dinner. know what? He, he kind of is that guy. The man has no kids and lives in a house. He doesn't know how many rooms are in his house. <laughs> Nobody's arguing with, with your with your initial and secondary point. I think the issue that we're having right now is Grasa is a leader of fun. Fine, and you fine, are not. wasting time on the frenzy. So let's get the damn frenzy. Let's do the frenzy. Football frenzy. Let's talk football. Blah, blah, blah. Wow. He's very comfortable on the show. <laughs> you, wow, you really were driving this thing well. He's, listen, I mean, we're, do, we're doing around the league. All of a sudden, he's breaking out the Big Ten. I'm not sure he respects you. Is what it comes there was, to that. There was one time, I don't know if you guys even had, I was just like, Dan, shut up. <laughs> that could be problematic. And look, Purdue just lost the Dan, game. Dan, <laughs> this is not around the college basketball Big Ten league. This is around the NFL league. You asked the question, I gave you I the answer. I said, did Michigan State lose to Northwestern? I didn't say break down the Big Ten for me, please. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, he broke it all down. And there was another time I was trying to get into a story, and he was just like, nah, 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 nah. I was like, shut up. You know what that was, though? What? And I think this is a, a very apropos comparison. That was Jameis Winston changing <laughs> yes. the play. And I, he, know, I know what you called, DA. I'm going to run the play, though. Jamal yeah. scoring. Yeah, just no respect. So I'm the Dennis Allen of the show is what you're saying? <laughs> I think that I don't think that, but I think Dan may view you do that okay. way. Okay, listen, if, if you want to bring Dan in on a more regular basis and have me kind of slowly <laughs> bow out, that that's up to you guys. I'd, I'd be fine with that. He even he even gave you the, he even changed his voice for you. <laughs> he did the blah blah blah. Yeah, yo, he always does that. He's a, he's a master of voices. <laughs> oh my! God. He's like the Frank Caliendo of Sports Talk Radio. <laughs> for a second. Football frenzy. Let's talk football. Blah blah blah. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Welcome. Let, let's go to Kenny in Jersey. Get back on the rails. Maybe. Good morning, Kenny. You're on ninety-eight seven ESPN. Hey, good morning. Hey, the dump button must don't work for the people on hold because I heard everything he said. Did, okay, without, without repeating what I said, did you have an issue with it or did you think it was fine? I mean, it, it stood out right away. Really? It was like, whoa, Dave, really? Yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, oh. whoa. See, this is did concerning. Now, now we have a witness now. <laughs> All right, we Kenny, listen, don't, don't, don't worry. If you see anybody following you today, it's, <laughs> there's not, nothing wrong with it whatsoever. Look, I just called to, to, to give Santiago some relief because I didn't want him to be the only Cowboy fan taking it on the chin this morning. So I called to offer my chin to take it a little bit. Because, uh, you know, I'm not running from none of that, you know, especially from no Giants fan who don't know what playoffs even is. I was in the playoffs Barely. last year, Kenny. Kenny, last year. When as far as you in the, po- yeah. in the last two years, Kenny, my team has it's as terrible. many playoff wins as your team. And you know what's so terrible about that? Your what? team has been terrible all those years, and my team hasn't. And we, we, we suffered the same fate. So, yes, that's, that's awful. And that's the reason why I'm here today. I, I did not want to just dogging up on San Diego. Well, yeah, I'm you know to what? Take some the heat, too. So, get, so come on with it, Dave. I'm already mad at you, Dave. What are you mad at me for? Yeah, yeah, here, here's the Kenny. Repeat after me. Re- repeat after me. Ready? Come on. I'm a Cowboys yeah. fan. I'm a, listen, I'm a Cowboys fan. Say it. It. No, no. I'll say I'm a Cowboys fan. 
I'm a Cowboys fan, Dave. And my and my team sucks. My team sucks in the playoffs year after year. Okay. I'll give you that. Okay. That, yeah, they that un- work and that works for me. They underachieve. They underachieve every year in the playoffs. The defense is overrated. The coach is terrible. I mean, we got a lot. A lot of things came to a head right then. It looked like one team was prepared for another team, and it looked like the other team was not prepared for them being prepared. That's what it looked like to me. Looked and like you know, and days. you know what, Kenny? Very I loved. Prepared. I loved every second of it. Every single solitary second of it. But Dave, I haven't get it. I hadn't. I hadn't had a chance to get on you about that lie you told me. Let's talk about that. I mean, it's kind of off topic a little bit. But you blatantly lied to me and told me that the Mets would go for these guys and they didn't do nothing. They didn't well, no, that's that's not offer. true. Well, we that's tried for Yamamoto. They, get, they, went, they went after Yamamoto, and I, and I think they would have been interested in, in Otani if he had any interest in them. I, I don't think they put their best foot forward on that, but I don't want to change the subject. I did want to get on you for that, though. I don't think they put their best foot forward. For yeah, Dave. The they offered as much money as the Dodgers offered for Yamamoto. You promised us yeah, we would get players, Dave. New York over L.A.? Really, think about that. If you're offering the same amount of money in New York, who's going to pick New York over L.A.? Yamamoto. i got to imagine, though, Kenny, thanks for the call, Kenny. i got to imagine, though, at the end of the day, Steve Cohen probably felt like he was being used. And that was it. Well, I think that's going to kind of be the natural order of things with him. Right. Well, unless, unless I mean, there comes a time when he doesn't feel like he's being used. Like Yamamoto said even if Otani didn't go, to, he was going to the Dodgers. So at some point, I mean, I think Steve Cohen's probably smart enough to recognize... He's using me to get more money for the, from the Dodgers. That's right. That's exactly right. All right, we got a break. 1-800-919-3776. I don't want you against me as well. Never. I'm never against well, you. Yeah, 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 Dave. Come on, Dave. Well, you, you, you complain when I don't say anything when you're going back and forth with someone, so I was just trying to add a little something. Oh, I, I, I liked it. You spicing it up then. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. Looking for more access to the show? Why? Because you know why. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at DR on ESPN. We have the Superbox Bonanza. Oh. Coming up in the 7 and 8 o'clock hours. Nice. Yeah, you're not kidding. Number 39. Always always gives a good prize, number 39. Yeah, well, but it's ridiculous at this point. No, it's not ridiculous. It, come on. I'm not saying that they shouldn't somehow bury a clue within your numbers, but to make it number 39 every single year is is it's it's stupid. It lacks creativity. I get you. I understand. Yeah, you you want to say you know what three and nine is twelve and and bury a great prize under twelve or or under ninety three or something or you know your birth date or something. I'm fine with that. I have no issue with you getting rewarded for being you. But to, to every year, it's like, I'll guess 39. Oh, you win a big TV. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> yes. yes. Oh, I didn't even tell you. I went to, uh, I took the kids to a BU game. Uh, BU hockey? Yeah. And? Oh, they loved it. We got, a, we, got the, we got a locker room tour. Really? Oh, yeah. It was Did great. Did they have you meet the, coach. The, the team out onto the ice? Uh, no, 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 no. Were you involved in anything in the game? No. Well, you say no. No, I saw, I saw the guy. I saw uh, Pando. I saw... Saw my old trainer, Larry, who's great. Kids got to go in the locker room. It was awesome. But they didn't want you involved at all. Well, how was I going to be involved? Like a, pre, a pregame. We have, we have former number one pick, no. Rick, Di, Rick DiPietro, attended BU, was a star at BU. We'd like him to address the team pregame, no? No. Not, why? I don't want to do that. Well, whether you wanted to or not, I think they had a great opportunity to put you on a pedestal. No, I think it was, it was perfect. It worked out perfect. Rick is gorgeous. It was nice. 
I think they, they had a real misstep. Stop. RJ, don't you agree they had a real misstep there? They could have used Rick for, for positive with the program? I think Rick should be very involved with BU. Right. I think, I th- I, listen, I think if he went back once a year and they had him shake hands, meet recruits, I think that's a nice tool. You see? This is, so you completely agree with me. I, th- I think, yeah, I think missed opportunity. Big I star. think I go back and I live at the dorms. <laughs> I don't think they want you in the dorms. Try to graduate. I think, I, don't think, I think they want that. I don't think your wife wants that. I'd say what I'm <laughs> thinking, but I'd get dumped, so I can't yep. do that. Because you can't control yourself. Yeah, well, you know what? You've been away, and somebody's got to pick up the slack, and Grasso did it the last couple of days, and I didn't know if you were going to bring your A-level game today, so I did it today. All right. I'll do it again. And you'll get dumped again. That's good. I haven't been dumped in a long time. Well, you wouldn't be the one to get in trouble anyway. No, you can't get in trouble. You're Teflon. You're like Gotti on the show. No, Justin, no yelled you, at me, Justin yelled at me the other day in our meeting and said that he, he gets all the uh, dumps. You say anything, I get yelled at. I say anything, I get yelled at. It is a nice, it is really a I nice mean, it's gorgeous thing. the way you have it set up. <laughs> it's, it's remarkable. I do like it. Oh, yeah, well, of course you do, because you never get yelled at. I think I think that Dan was a bad influence on you, and I think it's going to take me a couple days to kind of beat that out you, of me. Yeah, get you back on track. I think that's possible. Here's uh, here's Nick Sirianni, and then, and and you know what? You say oh, I can't believe it gives you pleasure. It does, and I enjoy watching a guy that I I consider to be miserable. I enjoy watching him miserable. Here's Nick Sirianni on the ugly end to the Eagles season. We're in a, in a big slide, and anytime that's the case, I always look at myself first, and I didn't do a good enough job. And, and obviously we lost five of the last six and lost today. And it's almost like you, you couldn't get out of the rut. We, were, we couldn't get out the rut we're in, and that's, and that's all of us. We'll all have to look ourselves in the mirror and, and accept that. Obviously, expectations were even higher when we started off 10-1, and one, and we fell into a skid, so I'll look at everything. It is embarrassing. 10-1. Ten, ten not an awful schedule on the horizon, and you can't win yourself a football game. Awful. They lost six of their last seven games, and their one win was a fortunate win over the Giants. Well, I think that too. I mean, a lot of people, I think my, I think a lot of us, just uh, when you looked at the potential matchups in in the postseason, that this was probably the the only one that you would have, if you were going to pick Philly, you would have picked Philly in. This is the only, and they got blown out. Uh, yeah. It was, blown out. And it's not like Tampa was playing good football at the end of the season either. Oh, God. Tampa was awful against Carolina. They got humiliated by New Orleans, and they went into that game yesterday. I mean, Philly, they didn't tackle anybody. Nobody. James Bradbury. Holy. It's like he's on the Giants' payroll still. Oh, my goodness. Tampa's payroll. Or, or the yeah, Tampa's, the Giants. Not, certainly not Philly's the way he played yesterday. Yeah, it was bad. But even, dude, even when they were 10-1, and 1, I mean, I, it, it's the problem with, like, we're not in Philly. I'm sure the conversations in Philly were probably different than the ones that we were having about Philly, but like I kind of just they brushed it off as, you know, they went all the way to the Super Bowl. They're finding ways to win. That's what good teams do. It didn't look like, I mean, it wasn't a dominant version of the Eagles, but they were finding ways. And then they get to 10-1, and one, and then you start hearing stuff coming out of that locker room, and the way that they finished the season, you're right. I mean, they beat the Giants. That's it. They had that real tough stretch. They had a couple wins. They beat Kansas City. They beat Buffalo. Then when that stretch, they lose the three straight. And then they, they finish off with loss to the Cardinals and then a loss to the Giants. Right. And now they got real questions, man. I mean, RJ, I think, said it well in the rundown. It's like when you're a head coach and you don't call plays and your team looks the way that the Eagles have looked, well, what exactly are you doing? 
I think it's a fair point, and we got into it on Friday, and obviously something is wrong there. But let me just let me take the flip side of this for a minute. And, and I, you know, I don't like Sirianni. I, I don't typically defend him. He went playoffs, Super Bowl, playoffs. You you can fire that, maybe, and maybe you can. I'm just throwing it out there for discussion. You can well, fire guys going to the playoffs I, three straight years. Well, again, I don't know what's going on in the locker room. Like, I mean, it has to be a reason that this happened. Having having no AJ Brown is a huge loss. But he's been. It feels like he's been. He's had a problem this entire season, right? You saw some stuff on the sidelines yesterday with with Dallas Goddard. Like, I mean, there's a level of frustration. I get it. When you're a really talented team and you have high expectations and you go through the kind of losing that they've been going through, everyone's going to be frustrated. But, like, I think what makes it even worse is is that you see what Gannon is doing in Arizona and what Steichen did in Indy, and now what what's happened in Philly. And I think there's some questions. Like, locker room feels like it's a mess, and on top of that, I mean, was this more, was it you're a really good head coach, or was it you had really good coordinators? Like, which one was it? Like, yeah, uh, what, if you, what are you doing exactly? If, like, if, if there has to be, and I think to RJ's point, when you're not calling plays and you're just standing there, it's like with Salah. Like, he's just standing there, and it gets frustrating. Like, well, what are you doing then? If you can't help the offense, and Albrecht's running the defense, what exactly are we doing? Like, we're just standing there, and what makes it worse for Sirianni is the way he acts after they win. He acts right. like such he's a, a... He's a pompous fool. Right. That people just, they bask, they, they love when this it, team loses. Yeah, I tell you, of all... The, I, I would say of every... I, I would almost go as far as any athlete slash coach slash anything right now, he might be the one that gives me the most enjoyment watching him lose. I don't even think it's a question for me. I can't stand him. Like, I I, I feel like... A Trey Young was that for me for a while, but I mm-hmm. he drives me crazy, man. Like it just you don't, I don't know. Yeah, I agree. He chose to act that way. He he was like fully embraced the whole idea. But now, I mean, now well, you, you can lose, get away. With, you can get away with it when at least you have your own people on your side when you're doing stuff like that, right? Like when you're when you're coming out with the you know going after the Chiefs and oh how you like us now and all that kind of crap. You're never going to lose your own because they're going to love that stuff and they're going to yeah, defend right. you when when it's not working anymore and you lose them and you've never had anybody else. It's a lonely place to be. It is. And he's going to have to deal with it and figure it out. I mean, I don't – there's got to be temptation. There really has to be. I mean, when you look at the coaches that are available, there has to be some temptation. I mean, you got the quarterback, right? There's going to be – I mean, there's going to be a lot of a lot of moves with how this – I mean, is Kelsey retired? Has he played another year? It, it, it certainly looks like that. Does A.J. Brown want to be here? Like, they, they're going to lose some guys. They, they sure are. I mean, Bradbury's not great. Slay's not great at this point. Their secondary's older. They have, they've invested nothing in their secondary as far as – as draft capital. Could we pick up a blitz, maybe? Could we pick one up? They couldn't do it. They, they could not do it. I'm watching Eli. He's like, oh, why, can we not go empty? Like, why do, we, why do they keep going empty? I don't know. Why did they not run the ball more last I, night? They ran it the first two plays, and I was like, okay. And I guess they told, I guess they told Troy and, and Joe that, that that was the plan. We're going to run the ball. We're going to take advantage of our offensive line. And they did it the first couple times, and then that was. They went away from it very, very quickly. Yeah. Uh, here's Nick Sirianni. Is your job in jeopardy right now? I'm not thinking about that. I'm thinking about the guys. Again, there's a lot of guys in that locker room, all the guys in that locker room, every single one of them that put their heart and soul into this. I'm not worried about me. I'm not I'm worried. I'm, I'm not worried. I'm, I'm as the head coach. I'm just trying to be there for our guys and our staff right now, you know, through a, through a tough time. Obviously, we didn't finish uh, anywhere near we wanted to finish. So, again, my heart feels for these guys. You know, we're all taking it hard, and that's where my mind is right now. All right. I mean, decent answer. Yeah, it's a decent answer. I mean, what is he going to say? 
It's just a bad time. Listen, it's a bad time to have a a bad loss. Really, I mean, look at the coaches that are available right now. It's unbelievable. Because that's the first thing you ask yourself, right? Is like, I mean, quarterback, coach. Like, if I replace, like, I was listening to some stuff stuff yesterday. Of people going after Dak because Dak's going to need a new contract. Well, if it's not Dak, who is it then? Who's going to be a quarterback? You're going to go sign Kirk Cousins off a, a blown Achilles? Like, no, who is I, I don't. I don't think there's a, a better answer than Dak. I just think right. that you have real questions with Dak, though. Okay, but you have to have a better. So you have to have a better option. So if you're going to fire Nick Sirianni, who's the who's the better replacement? I could sit here and give you five. But you already brought it up, though. You've already had. You've actually seen success with Nick Sirianni, right? Well, I think that's. Listen, you're not going to move on from Dak because it doesn't make sense. There's, there's nobody better than Dak that's going to be available. He's a cowboy. I mean, that that I, you're going to you're going to return with him next season. As far as Sirianni, uh, that I don't know. I mean, I could sit here and give you five guys that, in my mind, are are considerably better than Nick Sirianni. Yeah, I think you got to pick up the phone and see if like a guy like Mike Vrabel's interested. I mean, it sounds like Pete Carroll wants to continue to coach. I know Gross. I think I heard Gross say that he doesn't think Carroll's going to coach. He did say that. I, I don't know that no, I agree with that. That's not what I heard. Like it would concern me, man. Like the the idea that, and I get it. You've had success doing it, but like to have. To have someone on your team go play for the the San Francisco 49ers who are the best team in the NFC and say, yeah, we actually work in San Francisco. In Philly, it's kind of like a country club. Like that would, I mean, if I'm the owner of that team, I'd, I'd have questions about that. Like, well, I, I think you should. What, what are we doing? And then you watch your team go out and, 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 and miss tackle after tackle in was, that game yesterday. Against receivers that you're not really all, fami- all that familiar with. I bet that there was one play early in the game. It was like a screen to, oh, I, I think know it was Rashad White. It was like a third and three. He was stopped five yards behind the line of scrimmage. And he somehow wiggled his way free and picked up a first down. Like, that stuff is maddening. Yeah, I think that was, I actually think that was Bradbury that missed the first tackle uh, It was. The first it was. I forget, if, I forget who the running back was. It may, may have been Edmonds. It may have been White. I'm not sure. But it was Bradbury who missed it. But there was another guy who came in and they, and they both missed it. That was Maddox and they came in. Got beat to the inside there, yeah. That is bad. That's not good, man. I mean, I was actually, I read a really good quote. And I don't know, it's just, I mean, I guess it's part of the, I think every coach, especially now, every good coach in general, like it has to, at at a certain point, you have to adapt to to the players that that you coach, right? Like every generation of player is different. Sure. So you have to adapt your coaching style. And I read a quote with all the saving stuff happening and it looks like Harbaugh is going to end up leaving and going to the, the Chargers. And the coaches, I wish I remembered what coach it was, but I thought it was such a great quote. He goes, uh, tell, me, tell me how you'd handle trying to coach players that feel like you owe them everything and they owe you nothing. Like they come in, they're so entitled now that they feel like right. it, it's like a privilege to coach me. I owe you nothing. You owe me everything. Like that, that's, uh, that's not an easy place to be as a head coach. It's not an easy place to be as a head coach. Like how do you like get? I don't know. It's it's a foreign it's a foreign concept to me because it was like coach says something to do it. I'm going to do it. But now it's changing. Different, different. Let's go to some of the calls. Let's go to Mike in Miami. Mike, good morning. You're on 9870 ESPN. Morning, gentlemen. I just wanted to comment on uh, on your hate for other teams, Dave, and how you like to relish in their losses. I love it. I was at the I was at the Miami Buffalo game a couple weeks ago. And I kind of had to sit silent, um, but I was grinning ear to ear the whole time just watching them absolutely collapse. And then even though I'm a Jet fan, I hate Philly sports, 
Uh, I think that's because I'm a Met fan and Ranger fan or whatever. But I, but I think everybody I does. Like I think unlo- unless yeah. you're a fan of Philadelphia sports, you hate Philadelphia sports. And let me let me say one more thing. Yeah. With Sirianni in particular, it's so tough because as an Italian American, you want to root for the guy, you want to root for Paisan, but he's such an unlikable guy that if he's the kind of guy that if he got let go today, I wouldn't be surprised because, like you said, like those things work kind of when you're winning. But everybody's kind of giving you the side eye. If you remember the Super Bowl, Jalen Hurts kind of had to stop him last year from, like, talking smack to Andy Reid. I mean, it was ridiculous. It was absolutely ridiculous. But then when you lose, it just falls apart very fast. So I'll let you guys comment on that. Appreciate the phone call. Yeah, I think there's nothing wrong with t- especially when your team stink. I mean, my, my best team is probably the, probably the Rangers and the Knicks now. But my, the Mets and the Giants are awful. So, yeah, I do. And, and I don't care if people have a problem with it. I take great enjoyment at teams I don't like losing. Yeah, listen, I'm not, I'm not 100% against that. I just think I have more, I probably have more empathy for that's fine. the people I care about. I wasn't bad to Ray, though, yesterday. Um, no, I think he probably could have been worse, but. I wasn't bad to Ray. Like, Ray's I was bad a, to the Cowboys spot, fan man. in totality, but not Ray specifically. Yeah, but Ray, I mean, Ray is the Cowboys. Actually, I actually, and I know he doesn't believe this, and not, you might, I actually feel badly for Ray. I do. I, and so do I. I mean, this is he loves this team. Loves yeah, but he 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 must hate them now. Uh yeah. But he'll always. He'll it's always not great. Them. It's not great. But it, it's his baby. But you, I mean, he has to hate them now. Raymond, who would you hire? Would you fire Mark Mike McCarthy? I I couldn't get rid of him fast enough. Who would you hire? See, I I wouldn't go the. Everyone's thinking it's Belichick. I'm not sure I'd necessarily go that route. So where the, are you going? The the, co- the coaches that have success in this league, aside from Andy Reid. The uh, are the are the young innovative coaches who get the most out of their offense. McCarthy's not that guy. I think Belichick at this stage of his career, I I don't know that he's that guy, nor does he have that guy as a play caller. So somebody like Ben Johnson, like Bob Slowick, somebody like that is um, favorite to land Ben Johnson at the moment. Anybody have an idea? No clue. R- uh, Rick, RJ, I nobody. Think I just uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So Belichick just Belichick's already had a meeting with Atlanta. With Atlanta, yep. Um, I would say, think about this for a second. Atlanta seems like a good choice. Is it going to be Carolina? Nope. Odds on favorite. Almost close to even money to land Johnson. Hold on. Well, it wouldn't be the Chargers. No, it's not going to be the Chargers. It's going to be Tennessee. Nope. Who is it? The Washington Commanders. You. Are currently the favorites to land Ben that's Johnson. That's not that. I mean, that's not a bad job. No, no, I don't. They have a ton of draft capital. They have a ton of of equity that they can spend. Right? They have a ton of money under the cap, and they have what the second pick in the draft. They got new ownership. No, I don't think it's a bad job at all now. Which is actually, from my standpoint, and and Rays and and Gunlings, the Eagles. It's kind of concerning that this this laughing stock of the NFC East may not be the laughing stock for that much longer. Yeah, especially with now some of the stuff coming out of uh, out of your team. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that later in the show as well, and the Knicks as well. Uh, it's ESPN New York Superbox Bonanza 5, and we're giving away over $10,000 in cash and prizes. All qualifiers will get a $25 Fanatics gift card and a chance at one of 10 Superboxes with prizes, including a big screen TV, Nintendo Switch, MetaQuest, and so much more. Get your box of the big game by listening to our show, Barton Hahn from noon to 3, and the K Show from 3 to 6.30 for a chance to win 500 bucks in the first and third quarters, $1,000 at halftime, 
final score payout of 2 K, all brought to you by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. For full contest details, go to superboxbonanza.com. We'll take a break. We'll come back. A lot of NFL calls. We'll get into the Giants stuff. We'll get into the Knicks. 1-800-919-3776. DNR with you, 98.7 ESPN. All right, now for the ones who get it done, Granger offers very high-quality supplies and solutions for every single industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and the experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people even safer. Call or click Granger.com or just stop on by and say... Thanks for listening to the DPHRO and Rothenberg podcast. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York, the ESPN New York app, or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN.